0: Section 4 of Ingersoll On Which Way, from the Works of Robert G. Ingersoll, Volume 3, Lectures. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Rita Boutros. Section 4. There are two ways of accounting for the sacred books and religions of the world. One is to say that the sacred books were written by inspired men, and that our religion was revealed to us by God. The other is to say that all books have been written by men, without any aid from supernatural powers, and that all religions have been naturally produced. We find that other races and peoples have sacred books and prophets, priests, and Christ's, We find, too, that their sacred books were written by men who had the prejudices and peculiarities of the race to which they belonged, and that they contain the mistakes and absurdities peculiar to the people who produced them. Christians are perfectly satisfied that all the so-called sacred books, with the exception of the Old and New Testaments, were written by men, and that the claim of inspiration is perfectly absurd so they believe that all religions except judaism and christianity were invented by men the believers in other religions take the ground that their religion was revealed by god and that all others including judaism and christianity were made by men all are right and all are wrong when they say that other religions were produced by men they are right when they say that their religion was revealed by God, they are wrong. Now we know that all tribes and nations have had some kind of religion, that they have believed in the existence of good and evil beings, spirits or powers, that could be softened by gifts or prayer. Now we know that at the foundation of every religion, of all worship, is the pale and bloodless face of fear. Now we know that all religions and all sacred books have been naturally produced, all born of ignorance, fear, and cunning. Now we know that the gifts, sacrifices, and prayers were all in vain, that no god received and that no god heard or answered. A few years ago prayers decided the issue of battle, and priests, through their influence with God, could give the victory. Now no intelligent man expects any answer to prayer. He knows that nature pursues her course without reference to the wishes of men, that the clouds float, the winds blow, the rain falls, and the sun shines without regard to the human race. Yet millions are still praying, still hoping, that they can gain the protection of some god, that some being will guard them from accident and disease. Year after year the ministers make the same petitions, pray for the same things, and keep on in spite of the fact that nothing is accomplished. Whenever good men do some noble thing, the clergy give their God the credit, and when evil things are done, they hold the men who did the evil responsible and forget to blame their God. Praying has become a business, a profession, a trade. A minister is never happier than when praying in public. Most of them are exceedingly familiar with their God. Knowing that he knows everything, they tell him the needs of the nation and the desires of the people. They advise him what to do and when to do it. They appeal to his pride, asking him to do certain things for his own glory. They often pray for the impossible, In the House of Representatives in Washington, I once heard a chaplain pray for what he must have known was impossible. Without a change of countenance, without a smile, with a face solemn as a sepulchre, he said, I pray thee, O God, to give Congress wisdom. It may be that ministers really think that their prayers do good, and it may be that frogs imagine that their croaking brings spring." THE MEN OF THOUGHT NOW KNOW THAT ALL RELIGIONS AND ALL SACRED BOOKS HAVE BEEN MADE BY MEN, THAT NO REVELATION HAS COME FROM ANY BEING SUPERIOR TO NATURE, THAT ALL THE PROPHECIES WERE EITHER FALSE OR MADE AFTER THE EVENT, THAT NO MIRACLE EVER WAS OR EVER WILL BE PERFORMED, THAT NO GOD WANTS THE WORSHIP OR THE ASSISTANCE OF MAN that no prayer has ever coaxed one drop of rain from the sky, one ray of light from the sun, that no prayer has stayed the flood or the tides of the sea, or folded the wings of the storm, that no prayer has given water to the cracked and bleeding lips of thirst, or food to the famishing, that no prayer has stopped the pestilence, stilled the earthquake, or quieted the volcano, That no prayer has shielded the innocent, succored the oppressed, unlocked the dungeon's door, broke the chains of slaves, rescued the good and noble from the scaffold, or extinguished the faggot's flame. The intelligent man now knows that we live in a natural world, that gods and devils and the sons of gods are all phantoms, that our religion and our deity are much like the religion and deities of other nations. And that the stone god of a savage answers prayer and protects his worshippers precisely the same, and to just the same extent as the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. This ends section four.